sports nut. Uh, I was always interested in the media generally, okay. but I had not given it uh, serious consideration as a career prospect. Because mm-hmm. even like my sister, you know, PhD in uh, right, biology yeah. and all of that. So I, yeah. I thought that's where you you sort of stick to. Uh, but then I realized that it's not good enough to just like something mildly, you know, to take mm. up as as something that you want to do. So I said, media, let's just think about media because I, you know, I, I like talking and I, I like, you know, I have a, I knew that I was, I mean, I had a slightly creative bent of mind. And so I said, let's look at that. So then I started looking at options of what I can do. Mm. And then it, I, I came uh, to the, to the conclusion that I want to combine sports uh, media and my ability to just communicate and all of that. So I took up a, um, a post-graduation in sports management. That's oh. what I got into. Hello and welcome to Method to Madness, a series that picks up popular concepts and tests them upside down. I am your host, Mukti Masih. You're listening to Method to Madness. Hello, how are you? This episode of Method to Madness is so special because we finally have our first ever guest. Before I introduce him, let me also tell you which popular concept we are going to dissect today. Today's concept for our postmortem is pursue your passion. Now, when someone tells you or asks you to pursue your passion, what are the most obvious questions? that come to your mind. Let's see. Do I have a passion? How do I pursue my passion? As a career or as a hobby? If I pursue it as a career, should I have a solid plan? Or should I just figure it out along the way? On Method to Madness, we are never seeking perfect answers. But we are always seeking different perspectives. So in the first of this series, I invited someone who I have always admired for the way he has shaped up his life. first ever guest on Method to Madness is, brace yourselves, an award-winning voice actor and audio drama director. He is a three-time winner of the India Voice Fest Award, which is India's leading voiceover recognition platform. In 2021, he won the award for Best Corporate Voiceover and Best Radio Commercial Voiceover for his views. He has lent his amazing voice to some of the world's greatest brands, including Honda, Audi, WeWork, Discovery Channel, History Channel, Amazon, Spotify, to name a few. As an audiobook narrator, he has over 60 audiobooks to his credit. He's also the official voice for the Maha Mumbai Metro. So if you're in Mumbai, traveling on the Maha Mumbai Metro line, and you hear a voice that tells you what station is next, or to behave yourself and stand behind the yellow line, well, you know who it is. As an audio drama director and voiceover actor, he has a few notable titles available on Audible. Some of them are Wo Dikhai Deti Hai, Meri Wife Ka Husband and Klesh. He has directed veteran actors like Supriya Pathak and contemporary actors such as Shayoni Gupta, Rasika Duggal, Abhishek Banerjee, Ritvik Dhanjani to name a few. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Manish Dongardive. 
Hi Manish, welcome to Method to Madness. I'm so happy and excited that you're here today. Um, I've been talking about this with you for almost like I don't, I don't know, maybe two years, and now yes. finally here. I'm so happy. So welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you, Mukti. Yes, there's been a lot of method to madness for you to be able to get <laughs> here, uh, get to here after after two years. So well done. Thank you. Yeah. So um, actually, the you know the discussions that we've had on this podcast is about yeah. various things, and one of which is also about um, the discussion around pursuing one's passion. And hmm. uh, like you, I have quite a lot of friends who have, you know, pursued what they've always wanted to do in their life and all of that. So I wanted to hear from you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I want to start with your journey uh, because I've known you as uh, from the time when you were a radio jo jockey with uh, Red FM. Mm. And I remember yeah. coming to your studio in Pune and you showed us around, showed me and Shekinah around. Shekinah is my, yeah. my cousin for the listeners. So and you showed yeah. both of us around your office and you showed us where you recorded and everything. And you were you were doing great at the time. So if you could elaborate from there to how did you land to uh, voice acting and how has the journey been? Uh, yeah, so so from my time at radio and how I got here? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, um, yeah, I was with radio uh, for about three years. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so so basically when, when, when you're working with radio, this, is, this used to be the scene typically. Mm -hmm. At least it was with me. Hmm. Um, I was, I was hired to be a, uh, a copywriter. Oh, okay. Yes. That's how I got hired. But okay. once I got in, uh, I ended up doing everything from copywriting to voiceover, uh, to hosting the primetime show on weekends. Oh, and I then see. I also ended up with, I, I, you know, by the time I quit, I was, um, mm -hmm. cluster head for, for Red FM, you know, uh, for, um, uh, Western India. Wow. So I had like four or five radio stations that I was uh, heading in in um, PR and marketing. So <laughs> oh, I like I, it was basically <laughs> everything that I, I think right. I was giving chai coffee. So even that was covered. <laughs> it was okay. just everything. Uh, okay. And that went on for three years. That's so cool. Okay. Yeah. And then so so in my last uh, in my last year at Red FM, uh, you know, like obviously voiceovers was a uh, was a big part of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was I was basically the station voice um, for Red FM. So I, I, I used to do um, a lot of the the ads and the promos. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, even on the side, because I had worked with uh, with television before I started radio, you know, I was, I was working I with Neo Cricket as a oh. script writer. Um, and that's that is actually where my voiceover uh journey started that's where I, I got see. into the world of voiceover so this was no before idea. Red FM oh, okay. yeah okay. Um, so I was doing the odd gig there you know I, mm -hmm. I, I, it's an interesting story how I got into voiceovers if you want to hear that I can tell absolutely. you absolutely I want to hear that absolutely you, yes. okay alright so <laughs> so I was at Neo Cricket um, in, in okay. Mumbai mm -hmm. and Neo Cricket uh, back then was you know they used they had the contract uh, for uh, the broadcast rights for a lot of the India cricket matches okay um and so I, I was a, a scriptwriter, and I used to, um, you know, also produce, uh, co-produce some shows. Uh -huh. As a scriptwriter, I, I used to write these, you know, these sports archival documentaries, like uh, say uh, uh, those cricket mm. matches from the eighties or nineties. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. You know, like some some standout games or, or, or standout tournaments. Right. Okay. Uh, so we had like archival footage, and then uh, it it all had to be compiled into an hours 
documentary feature mm-hmm. uh, film, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with different angles about the match and who the players were, the, who the players were, and how everything came together and what was interesting. It's a story. It's basically a one-hour sports documentary around that, around that series or or match. I so I used to write those documentaries. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and then one day, uh, one of the producers he came up to me and he said, uh, "Hey, Manish, do you want to do a, a voiceover?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm excited, right? And I say yes <laughs> for everything. So I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." But uh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's like, "Oh, shucks, wrong question." But uh, you know, <laughs> so he he said, "Okay, yeah, it's basically the voice that goes over a story. You know, if this is a story, mm-hmm. you're basically narrating it." He he held my hand and told me what a voiceover is. So I said, <laughs> "Okay, I'm happy to do it." Mm-hmm. So I I went into the recording studio. We had these five six recording studios in the back side of the office. Okay. And that's where they recorded all of the voiceovers. Okay. So I I was given this microphone. It's the microphone that you that you would have seen on on some they they use this for sports broadcasting. It's not a you know it's the one that you hold up to the mic to your ah, face ha, to your mouth. One. Okay. It yes, covers it's your strange, huh? Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what it's called, but yeah, it's okay. one of those. Um and uh, and so I I was given that script and I was obviously the first time I attempted it. I was all over the place mm-hmm. because I was loud or whatever. Uh, but by the second or third uh, attempt, it mm-hmm. it worked fine. And so I was so thrilled because the first time I ever recorded it, uh, this voiceover, like you know, there was it was a space of half an hour from where I didn't know what a voiceover was to having recorded it, and like a couple of hours later, it was on TV on the story. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. My goodness, that quick. Okay. Yeah, it was on on this because it was a sports bulletin. It was a uh-huh. a daily sports bulletin that went live, and so these were these football stories, uh, uh-huh. so matches that were going on. So you'd have journalists that would cover it, and I was doing the voiceover to to just sum up the story. I see. And then mm-hmm. it was playing, uh, you know, on Neo that that day, mm-hmm. and then I was like so thrilled. So <laughs> people were like, "Oh, this is great, man!" Uh, and then one of the the engineers he said, uh, "You know, you should try this professionally." So I'm like, "What do you mean? You get paid for this stuff?" He's like, yeah, like this is a profession. People do this for a living, and I'm like getting blown away. I said, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> oh, because okay. I had heard of nobody, mm. you know, doing this. Mm. It was, it was when, um, yeah. Now I'm going to sound like a dinosaur, but <laughs> it was when social media wasn't that big, and you know, you didn't Actually, have yeah. Instagram in the way that you have it now. Mm-hmm. So I said, this is amazing. So I had all these questions, and I, I just bugged everyone with how I need to get started. And mm. so I recorded a, a very strange demo. You know, he said you need to make a demo that you give to production houses or right. you know people that require yeah, right. voiceovers. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and I was right. like, but what do I write? Uh, just do anything, make up. So I make up. I, I wrote like some impromptu script about some fairness. <laughs> cream or something like that and nice. i read i read the yeah <laughs> it's fairness cream i'm like didn't think anything was wrong with that but <laughs> uh yeah and then i i i remember using the back of some product you know the the product description at the back of the product on that packaging yeah, that you see every, i ese tape diya main like i wrote i read that out okay uh, so ese char panch cheeze lekar uh, i just had one cd back then It used to be CDs. So I burned it on the CD. And then from there, that started my journey. So that led to like my first job where I, I remember getting paid 2,500 rupees for it for, for a two-minute narration. And I was like, this wow. is insane. This okay. is amazing. Mm-hmm. So there were the odd gigs, you know, one or two here right. and there. 
बट इट वॉज इन इनफ टू सस्टेन मी बट आई वॉज थ्रिल एंड उसके दौरान दैट्स वेन आई गॉड इन टू रेडियो एंड देन ऑब्वियसली वॉइस ओवर कंटिन्यूड एंड देन आई वॉज एबल टू होन माई वॉइस ओवर स्किल्स इन रेडियो दो थ्री ईयर्स ऑफ डूइंग आई डोट नो लाइक अ फ्यू थाउजेंड्स ऑफ रेडियो कमर्शियल्स एंड एड्स ड्यूरिंग द लास्ट ईयर दैट्स वेन आई स्टार्ट गेटिंग अ लॉट मोर work you know where, mm. where my voice started getting recognized and i was getting offers to to record all kinds of things mm. it came to a point where i said i can actually do this only okay yeah uh, so by then i was doing audio books i was doing ads i, I even bagged uh, a documentary for discovery uh, series oh. while i was with red fm wow okay um, so then i was like yeah this is uh, serious stuff now mm. so i it reached a point where i couldn't focus on both you know at the mm. same time mm. so i said let's do this because this means i get to be my own boss and i right. love doing this stuff right. so let's focus on it it was not all set for me it was dangerous um, because it, uh-huh. it wasn't enough to just give up a a proper job and you know exactly but yeah. it's that question you asked about passion ye jab aag lag jati hai then you're like nahi yaar let's just jump and uh-huh. see what happens uh-huh. you know acha yeah. very interesting because as much as i uh, now i understand that you you figured a lot of things along the way um yeah. it wasn't like exactly like a planned career path for you no <laughs> so that takes me to another question that when you know there are a lot of these uh, formula going on or formula that people are, people are given in terms of choosing their career paths and everything and one of which is mm. um find something that you love and do it for the rest of your life and all of those things right mm-hmm. i want to understand because you figured it out along the way you actually started as a scriptwriter and then eventually you know you got into this i was of the opinion earlier that you first mm-hmm. did the rj thing and then you did the but obviously like there were things going on simultaneously yeah and, yeah you know yeah. um so uh, that's what i want to understand from you that is it would you still say that it's it's better to have like a clear career path or or is it okay to like what are your thoughts about it if it's okay to figure it out along the way do you learn more like that or is it better to have a very clear like you know career path you have a proper plan for your life um yeah it's an interesting question see the thing is that i i knew what i didn't want to get into very early uh-huh. on okay. um because i i studied at graduation i did a i'm an economics graduate oh Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, so I when I was that. yeah, so when I was doing my economics <laughs> studies, <laughs> I was like, I, I liked it. You know, it was fun. It mm. was uh, it, it was good, and I was good at it. So I was enjoying. It. And tap tap, uh, I did not really consider. Uh, I, I was like, I'm going to do this. This is PG in economics, and then go on to do this and that. Mm. Um, so so I I had a mild interest in the subject, until I realized that. uh you know i was always a sports nut uh, i was always interested in the media generally okay. but i had not given it um, serious consideration as a career prospect because mm-hmm. even like my sister you know phd in uh, right. biology yeah. and all of that so i yeah. i thought that's where you you sort of stick to uh but then i realized that it's not good enough to just like something mildly you know to take mm-hmm. up as as something that you want to do so i said media let's just think about media because i you know i i like talking and i i like you know i have a i knew that i was i mean i had a slightly creative bent of mind and so i said let's look at that so then i started looking at options of what i can do hmm. and then it i i came uh, to the to the conclusion that i want to combine sports uh, media and my ability to just communicate and all of that so i took up a 
um, post graduation in sports management. That's oh. what I got into, I and I and I majored in sports journalism. That's how I got into neo cricket. Ah, neo, okay, neo cricket. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now, in terms of when you ask, right? Like, do you plan it? So I, this is as much the extent of the planning. Like, it's mm. important to have uh, reasonable clarity. Hmm. It it may not necessarily be a path or hmm. like you know okay I've chalked it out. मैं दो साल तक ये करूँगा पांच साल. But as long as if you can start off saying, मुझे I I know what I don't want to do. Right. You know for sure. Right. Then you narrow it down to okay. What are what are the things you like? I like in my case, I like this. I didn't know how that was going to end up in voiceovers because I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> right. But at right. least I was playing in the in the right stadium. Hmm. Hmm. You know, it, I was That's not in the right. wrong place. So mm-hmm. when you're in the right place, then w- doors and windows open because you're in the right arena. Mm-hmm. So that is that is more important than choosing one path. Mm-hmm. Choose a broad area of interest, and then explore that one thing that really uh, that really works with you. And and it, there are plenty, especially today. You know, mm-hmm. um, career paths are not so defined. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always you can always explore different things, and then there'll always be something that you are. A, you you love doing, and uh, B, that you're also good at. You know, yeah. e- economics. I was good at. That's right. also an important thing. It, just That's because true. you're good at something doesn't mean you're going to enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, you have to find that right balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, starting out, I guess it's important to just have a broad, hor- you know, horizon. Right. And then and then uh, explore. Yeah. Something specific. That's true. That that's a great advice actually because. um it's hard to i think for younger people who are just starting out it's hard for them to understand um where to draw the line in terms of what they like versus what they're good at versus will they continue that you know mm-hmm. so it's it's best to have like a broader horizon instead and as you said um you know it's best to know at least what you don't want to do so that definitely takes you to you know eventually your yeah path, so yeah and uh, i mean it's hard it's hard to make that choice because i understand you know a lot of people mm. say for example engineering jo karte hain ya software mm. and and a lot of these people you know when you say uh, your passion mm. it's automatically understood ki wo jo kar rahe hain wo unka passion nahi hai matlab uh. it's very rare to say someone to, for someone to say yeah engineering has always been my passion <laughs> or i've always wanted to be a coder <laughs> ye it, you know it's never been it's that's very rare i i mean there must be some engineers who be like sure. yeah yahi karna tha but yeah. that's like one in like a million yeah. i think right mm. so so somehow ye jo passion ki baat hoti hai it's mm. it's just somehow invariably ends up being something that you never thought could be a, a career which mm. i don't get right now it's it doesn't have to be that way right. your passion does not have to be uh, you know there needn't be this othering of passion it mm. can be in the mainstream it mm. it can be something that you've always considered to be something you're good at mm. like mm. and and therefore engineering or it or software we think of careers in terms of okay stability money ladka ladki aasani se milenge all of that society mein status and all of that and mm. so we start focusing on uh, your your career path around these things mm. and then we leave passion out of the way uh, sure. if you're not passionate about it but now i think in today's times there is plenty of room for you to have to be passionate about something that doesn't seem like a conventional career path but if you're passionate mm. about it that's important mm. because only that is the fi- it's the fuel it's right. the fire that will keep you going if you don't have that you just start deflating you no matter mm. what you do mm. um but if you are if you are passionate enough about it you're good at it and you can and don't get complacent about it you know continue mm. to work at it then you can do great things with anything 
and i'm not just saying that because it's like it sounds great but it's true mm. uh you know i when i was doing voice over even though it was not going well after i quit my job mm. uh people were worried you know my parents were like okay you know i mean it's all great this is a fun thing and it's a good hobby but mm. you know you want to consider doing something a little serious or more <laughs> stable mm. and i was like there is a temptation you know you start questioning yeah maybe i don't know man everyone else is you know getting these kind of packages home or doing yeah. this but i enjoy doing this and i'm working at it you know mm. i i didn't have any reference points to go to and mm. seek advice i was learning the ropes on my own right but i always believed that i will get to where i am today this is where i am yes. today is what i've dreamt of mm. uh, getting to uh, for many years uh, yes. but i mm. stuck to it you know some hard times but that's the thing that's why passion is passion is not just is not just desire or the dream to want to do something it's the ability to go through those tough times when nothing's happening you have demons in your head you have questions you have doubts that is passion when you can stand up to all of that and still continue that makes sense yeah that's that's wonderful actually it's a great thought uh so because um the the situation that you just mentioned about your parents um it's mm. it's i think most indian parents concern whenever they see their children going a slightly different from what the other people are doing mm. um that takes me to like it always because this is a question that's haunted me once in a while you know in my career as well um yeah. i want to ask you if you personally felt um you know doubtful about oh i made a mistake or did you ever feel that um you know maybe maybe it's it's the wrong path you know did you ever yeah Yeah okay. um I I I'd be lying if I say I didn't have that it, it you know um there were these doubts there were always questions at the back of my mind you know where I'm like will I will I be able to make it you know mm. will I be able to achieve a level of success where I feel like you know this was worth worth it um so yeah you have those doubts and and it's not an easy journey because a you're always faced with rejection it's one thing to have have doubts about whether you're good enough or you know whether this was the right career path but when you're when you're a person who's knocking on studio doors and you're being turned away or you're actually in a recording and you do not sound like the the person that they thought that you would or you thought you'll be able to deliver so i've been rejected i've been asked to leave studios my god oh okay uh, in the middle of recordings you know so that Whoa. that kind of rejection or that kind of that that sets a lot of doubts and it starts making you wonder like is this, is this so i've had that you know i'm mm. like maybe i'm not i'm not good enough so i should uh just treat this as something i like doing on the side and you know focus on doing something else so i've yeah that that's always happened my mm. parents have been supportive very supportive mm. but i think like any parents they would have had concerns yeah i'm sure so at mm. least i i had their support but they they you know they gave me freedom to to explore it but yeah there's plenty of times when <laughs> you were like are yaar what have i got myself into <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. yeah that's that's yeah that's a very valid um thing because i mean our parents also live in a certain society and they are answerable to a lot of other people and i think mm. um there's a limit to how much they can you know be like in in a family within a family i think it's good to like express feelings and say that listen i i want you to do whatever you want to do but at the same time um tell me what you're up to and tell me you know show me some kind of results or something so that's legitimate mm. i totally understand 
Um, yeah. But at the same time, um, I also want to understand from you, like when you, when people like you and I, like we've literally, we've stuck to our passions and we've consistently been doing that. And, yeah, you know, I wonder if it gets boring. I wonder if this passion, like going after it, like over and over and over, does it ever get boring? Good question. <laughs> That's a very good question. I... I don't know if if the word is boring mm-hmm. for me personally, mm-hmm. but there have been times when I'm like, I don't want to see a microphone. Yeah, I do right, not. Exactly. I do not want to take a call from a client. I do not want to record. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that could be a combination of boredom or also just like burnout or just That's like what, I'm not yeah. in the mood. I just need a break. Yeah, right. absolutely. It's it's for sure. It's it, we we're human at the end of the day. Exactly. And uh, you you can get saturated even if mm. it's something you love doing. Mm. Uh, for example, cricketers, right? They they love they, that's mm. what they've dreamt of doing. Mm. But there will be a time when they're like, I need a break. I just mm. need to not see a bat in a ball. So that happens in any field. Mm. And True. it's all it's important to recognize that. Mm. You, uh, it's important to not feel like you're. Uh, liable to yourself and that you mm. owe it to yourself to always feel motivated and mm. passionate and like yeah this is what I'm doing how can I feel bored don't get into that you're human mm. and you have the right to feel uh, like you need a break and you don't want to do this and it's great because you come back invigorated you know you come back yeah. with with more spirit and you're, it, it helps your profession so yeah, does, yeah. yep it's yeah important. that's great so what do you do for breaks like when you need a break or something what do you do <laughs> you mean like a long-term thing or in between work and in stuff? In between work plus the long-term thing. I want to know both. Like, I'm curious about like how people like you get yourselves like mental breaks. Yeah. So I, um, the thing is with me, I'm not always recording because yeah, like I get a recording almost every day, hmm. but um, but between that, a lot of my my work is um, is is not necessarily in front of the mic but everything around it so so mm. marketing is a big part of my uh, of my job because i'm right. an individual mm. right and in today's times you're surrounded by people by competition or by people that want to do it and so you have to stay ahead mm. um so it's it's really 70% what how you get yourself out there and and 30% you know uh, yeah. actually doing the recording so there's a lot of work that goes in there but mm. so so in between yeah i mean i i I yeah, I take my dog on long walks. I listen <laughs> yeah. to music or I watch mm. uh, TV shows. I like to travel, but I don't get to travel as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, but but also the other thing is in terms of breaks, I I also do other things apart from recording. So that changes the the involve the engagement of my mind. So in in a way that is also a break. So I'm not only recording, but you know I I direct audio shows uh, mm. for for audio platforms. So that is a different kind of engagement for my mind. So that acts as a break. Right. Uh, yeah. or, or if I'm engaged with, um, you know, writing something. So that also yeah. becomes a clutter breaker. So I, I do those kind of things. I, I, I'm, I don't stop doing something. That's the thing. Like, so, yeah. yeah, even when I'm traveling, I love recording when I'm traveling. So I go, to, ah, go on nice. holidays, but mm. I, I have my travel um, rig with me. So I, I record and I love doing that. It's, I've it's seen that in Goa, like... Um, for the <laughs> listeners, we all had done like a Goa trip together with friends and Manish was part of that group and Manish and Priyanka and all of us, all of our friends. Um, and I've seen Manish like literally traveling with his recording gear <laughs> and he would lock himself inside this uh, room, you know, and he would just do finish up all his uh, recording and come back and then we'll all go out for dinners and things. So I've seen yeah. that. 
and yeah, I, and I was the villain because every time I had to record, <laughs> I'll ask everyone to shut up right. <laughs> because otherwise, then I can't record. So everyone was like, oh, right, okay, just right. I remember and, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I remember once I think you took a Zoom call with your team or something, and they were seeing your like at the background, like the sea and there are palm trees, and they were. I think you said later yeah. on to us that all the rest of the team were like, "Are you trying to make us jealous or like what?" <laughs> That was fun <laughs> yeah. because just like having a Zoom call from literally at the beach. From the beach, know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the perks of of right. being a self employed professional. You can it take is. Zoom calls on a beach. <laughs> so it's a it's a boon and a bane. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. Some people will be like, "What are you doing taking a work call on a beach?" And some people will be like, "You're taking a work, work call on a beach? beach? How cool!" <laughs> it's true, man. True, yeah. Yeah. It was fun, yeah. Storytelling tips brought to you by Avian Pictures, a video production company that helps make your brand voice louder. Tip number three: Always reward your audience for engaging in your brand storytelling. Give them a satisfactory ending. That ending may be the solution that you offered to their problem, or you can tie the end with its beginning. For instance, you began the story with a character named David who had a problem with dandruff. You should end this story with David making a presentation in his office with his shiny hair. That way your audience will feel rewarded for investing that time in watching or listening to your ad. Remember, when you reward your audience, they are more likely to buy your product. Storytelling tips by Avian Pictures. So, um I am curious because I've been seeing some of your you know LinkedIn posts and I I realized that wow Manish is also now directing shows yeah. like pod, proper podcast shows he's been directing and so yeah what is it all about what are you doing about it and tell us about that yeah so um this actually started quite a bit uh, during the the lockdown mm-hmm. um, very early on mm-hmm. two months into the lockdown work wasn't happening especially in the in the you know in the entertainment industry mm. um and audio started really peaking at that point so right. a lot of actors even people from the film industry you know bollywood actors everyone wanted to to come on board and start doing what they do which is acting but on audio uh, format I and see. because that was something that you could do indoors in the safety of your home or maybe a restricted studio somewhere um and so i i had been engaged with you know work uh, with with audible i i started doing my audio books with them many years ago mm-hmm. and so i you know i got in touch with uh, uh with them here in india when they launched and then um you know that's that's how these um uh, f- uh shows started and and of course because i had come with a with a you know with some experience in in the audio industry Mm-hmm. um and as a voice actor uh, i just took to direction very very naturally so uh okay. we started with one project and then ended up with doing quite a few so i think i would have had about 9 or 10 uh directorials and you know all nice. of the, many of them were multicast so we had mm-hmm. these very interesting recording sessions where we'd have people from all over india you know in their recording setups wow uh, mm-hmm. and actors uh mic'd up like we are Mm-hmm. but we are all enacting to different scenes and there, there wow. would be it, it was funny because <laughs> i would play a role where you know like a husband and wife and they're having these really sweet moments and they're hugging each other and stuff but i'm here and the, and my wife somewhere else and <laughs> right. uh, and and that's how everything and the the kid is in another city and like the friends like in another part oh, of the country wow. but everyone's in physically in the same scene in the show interesting so it was really funny how that all came together <laughs> 
really really cool exercise and and mm. we did all kinds of shows we did one called wo dikhai deti hai which was uh, which was okay. a horror thriller uh, romance it was a pot boiler it had everything wow um mm-hmm. and then uh, there was one with um Yeah, so Supriya Pathak ji and Shyamini mm. Gupta um Ritwik Dhanjani called Buri wow. Nazar which which also um ended up uh, winning an award for uh, for the best podcast in the um uh, yeah I I that wow. yeah it was a category that that it won in uh E4 E4 Entertainment I think that was the uh, that was the award Wow uh yeah and so so you know different different genres and then of course audiobooks continued but um yeah i love i love directing shows i love directing actors mm-hmm. um and it's it's been something that's been going really well so okay. it's enjoyable wow yeah. it's 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 awesome um uh, for the listeners could you explain how voice direction is all about like how do you really direct voice actors it's actually very similar to what happens in film um okay so so for example uh a story you know it has a screenplay it has the the dialogues it has the characters mm-hmm. so if we're doing one scene right now mm-hmm. right um it say it's a scene about um a car, like it's let's say it's a it's a conversation it's a heated conversation happening between uh the father the the mother and the daughter you know there's a right. fight and mm. so so we all have our scripts in front of us mm. uh, we all know our characters so we're looking at that mm-hmm. and each character has to has to go through their dialogues and react to each other like you would on on screen right except uh-huh. that it's on audio so you're listening to each other and reacting to each other mm. so my job would be to you know get that scene set up um, mm. um you know direct the uh, performances uh you know uh, direct the the kind of characterization for for each character interesting uh, and mm-hmm. and so yeah so so directing the performances um mm-hmm. cueing actors and a lot of times i would be in the scene myself so that would be a, a challenge and then once mm-hmm. the once the scene is is recorded we're all recording on our own devices right so we all mm-hmm. hit hit record once the scene is over we stop then we export the file so you have like so say if there were seven actors in that scene oh my in goodness. different places everyone mm. has recorded it on their devices mm. and it gets sent to um the engineers the audio department where okay. then they they assimilate everything they put it together mm. uh and then the scene is you know sort of put together uh with all the dialogues back to back Mm. um wow. and so a lot of people when they hear th- these shows you would think that they're all sitting in one place it, you know that's uh, what i uh, thought doing. like this yeah, is why no. i'm curious oh my god yeah. yeah no 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 in fact nobody hardly uh, th- there was <laughs> wow. probably just one or two shows where we had more than two actors in in the same space oh my goodness but okay. otherwise they were all in different places <laughs> so that's why yeah mm. so it's been a challenge but really really fun creatively very mm. satisfying and challenging mm. and then of course once the scene's ready then we get into the the production so we get in the mixing the 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 sound effects the music all mm. of that comes together and then i you know would review that and wow. you know just okay. just so then you get step by step you get to a finished product eventually is yeah. like what you would hear on on audible or spotify mm. yeah right i've heard a couple of horror shows on spotify and this is why i was curious about your horror show because i was like oh my gosh i definitely want to hear that yeah so you should check it out i'm going <laughs> to check it out now for sure um so like i'm seeing a lot of famous names i'm hearing a lot of famous people on spotify now okay like mm. especially with fiction um or narrations mm. for that matter mm. uh, do you think all these people like 
do you think a lot of though is it just my assumption or a lot of famous people are actually interested in Spotify shows or like you know because I think I'm sure you've worked with some of the way famous like theater actors and things so mm-hmm. no yeah it is uh, audio is booming like I said it mm. it is it is poised to become the next it already is you know the next big content consumption um, avenue I see um, and so people want to be a part of that. Um, mm. And and it's also the the quality of of the audio content, you know. That's right. that's gone up, and I, I guess it's a combination of how um, how life is right now, you know, where mm. uh, where it's too demanding of listeners to to be sitting in front of a screen and watching something. Makes sense, you know, mm. uh, because if to be able to watch, I mean, that still carries on, but there is a there is scope for another audience, where you know, where I might not necessarily have. Uh, time to sit in front of a screen and watch a show because mm-hmm. the, if I'm not watching the screen, if my eyes are away for five seconds, I'm not consuming that content for those five seconds. Exactly, yeah. But with audio now, with our lives so busy, you know, mm. you can you can be walking your dog, you can be in the kitchen doing something, or you know, doing anything else with your headphones on and with with immersive audio because now that's why the production value in audio has gone up, mm. where you can have an immersive experience and mm. you know. Uh, not have not feel like you're not getting the benefit of video right, right. and then continue to do what you're doing what you're that's doing. why more yeah. and more people are are getting into it that makes sense actually because yeah. yeah it's i mean i if you ask me i listen to podcasts while working out or while cycling you know exactly that's, so i feel like i'm still using my time and still working out like so i it just yes. gives me like a mental satisfaction yes yeah exactly um, my last question to you is like, because yes. I know that uh, you have won the India Voice Fest Award three times, um, you know, and when awards yeah. such as this <laughs> come your way, <laughs> um, just describe your feeling and, you know, like, how does that feel? And at, at the same time, what does, do you get resolutions after that, after you've won awards, um, you know, just share your feelings about that. I mean, yeah, it's great. I mean, recognition is always, always great. It's always a good uh, booster, especially for creative people. You know, a pat on the back is a big thing. That's what we, that's what we strive for. Hmm. Um, so yeah, winning awards is great, and um, yeah, having won it, having won three of them, you know, twice in a <laughs> row, that's great. Yeah, and it's amazing. But, but I'll tell you more than that. I hmm. I get messages from from people that listen to our shows, mm. you know, on Instagram or Facebook and uh, social media generally. Mm-hmm. And then they would write to me. They'll take time out and say, hey, you know, I heard you on this show and it was amazing and I just loved it or whatever. Something really, really nice for me. That is what mm. what really is, is the award for me because I know yeah. I'm, talk- I'm, I'm talking to somebody who's, who's heard it and who's liked it and has reached out. Yeah. So when people are doing, when people do that, that, just gives me a lot of satisfaction and I make sure that I write to everyone that writes back with with their feedback or wow. experience or opinion yeah mm. um, because that's what we do this for so right that makes um, sense yeah and then yeah, yeah you keep keep wanting to improve and do that's better that's awesome yeah that's amazing I mean I uh, you know me uh, each time I listen to some of the ads where I hear your voice and I would just text you saying I heard that ad and you were so great, you know, because I just can't help that feeling <laughs> that I know this yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the annoying voice that, that <laughs> interrupts your music on Spotify. <laughs> At least not to me because you're my friend. So I just want to like text you each time I hear it. So I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. Manish, you know, that's my friend and things. So yeah, it's exciting yes. for us, you know, your friends. And um, I'm sure it, it's also inspiring at the same time that. 
um, just knowing, you know, because I've known you, I've seen your journey and I have known you and I can tell you that you have not changed in the last um, decade or so in the sense that, you know, I've seen you grow so much and at the same time win these awards and really be there and arrive there. And yet you've managed to be the same person that you used to be like the same fun person that I knew, the great human being that you are. You still have so much heart for oh, that cats is so and sweet. dogs. <laughs> that hasn't changed. Yes, that won't change. <laughs> so that's no, that's and I, I want to say the same for you, Mukti, because <laughs> I you. I remember, yeah, when we when we uh, met the first time all those years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you're just killing it with <laughs> with your stuff. I mean, uh, awards pay yeah. awards and recognition pay recognition, <laughs> but you're also like growing as a as a writer. Um, and I'm I'm really happy that you know it's not, it's it's something that not just not just India but even you know the world is starting to recognize and so well done I think Thank that's you. amazing. Thank you. It's it's just wonderful and uh, so yeah let's let's continue to um, I think inspire a lot of other people <laughs> if I may say so because. Uh, I think um, a lot of now that I'm realizing in my in this, like, you know, I've spent like more than a decade in this and you've also spent more than a decade. I'm realizing so many young people look up to us because, um, you know, like they see the success and everything. But at the same time, um, you know, they don't know our struggles and they don't know mm. like the hard work and everything. So this is also one of the reasons why I want to talk to you about it, that like, yeah. just laid down for us as to how the journey has been. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming. And uh, maybe we can chat thank up you. again, um, you know, at some point And uh, you can probably come again on my podcast. Sure, <laughs> if you're not sick of me already and your <laughs> listeners, I'll be very happy never. to come again. <laughs> <laughs> no, never, never. So, thank you so much. Thank you. For your time. Thanks, right. thanks, Mukti. Thanks a lot. Okay, All right, bye. Bye-bye. Hello there. I need your feedback. Please write to me about your personal experiences. Could I benefit from any of your life lessons? My email is in my show notes. If I found your idea awesome, I will invite you as a guest on this podcast. It's okay if you don't follow me on Instagram, but please do write to me. I prefer feedback over follow. This episode of Method to Madness was brought to you by AVM Pictures. Catch you next Wednesday. Until then, stay curious, stay fit. Thank you.